Welcome to the Drink In Geek Out Podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and geek out. As we are still part of the Hopped Up Network. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. Well, Matt's probably getting pretty sick of that. <laughs> I'm not going to kick you guys out. Just lay off. <laughs> All right. This week's episode... Um, do we want to call it light? It's just two of I us. I think it's a real episode. It's a real we're going to do it in, out, and estranged. So we'll, okay. we'll, we'll call it a real episode. So we'll pretend the other two are here. We just muted their microphone. <laughs> and uh, so Which it's just Saf and I. might wish we had done a long time ago. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I believe in the past few weeks we wrapped up with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, we finally gave our thoughts on that. Yep. And we did our review of 2017, our preview of 2018. This time, we're going to talk about the Disney Fox merge. Well, Disney buying Fox. Disney buying. It's not a merger. Yeah. Buying most of Fox entities. And try to go, try to make sense of that whole situation. And what that could mean for the geeky world of movies. Yeah. Since Disney is buying up everything these days, it seems like. Yep. It could mean a lot, really. And not just for Marvel. I mean, it could affect the whole industry going forward and, like, television and movies. Right. It's like who's left to compete. Right. If they're becoming They're just going to be a monopoly. Exactly. That's why I assume the government's not going to stand in the way of this. I mean, that there still has to be approved before it's officially official, but... Because there's still, like, Universal and Warner Brothers and Sony and a couple other small studios. But still, like, Disney owning over 50% of the film industry is a big deal. So I think it's important to talk about. So with this deal, Disney gets 20th Century Fox, Fox Searchlight, the FX and National Geographic channels, and Fox Regional sports networks as well as a majority ownership of hulu which i didn't realize it's like 30 percent well they already owned 40 percent oh so now they have 70 yeah and okay. then they bought fox's 30 percent. now they'll have 70 percent of hulu it might be 60 percent. they might have had 30 and then fox had 30 gotcha but they'll ha- they'll have a majority stake in hulu so that's going to be their, their new service. streaming service yeah and i was not a fan of hulu when i had that <laughs> now you're like dying. I just realized I sound awful. Oh my god, that foz- foggy geezer from a few episodes. It's still sticking with you. I thought it was a shorts cake. <laughs> I'm allergic to that. <laughs> test test. Am I better? You started losing your voice, but I think it's back. Okay, there's like a little gunk pop back there. It's probably going to go again here soon. Um. Edit all that out. <laughs> nope, I'm keeping it. Oh, you always keep this. Show. <laughs> I love keeping it. Uh, um, the Fox Regional Sports Networks. Um, I'm a Reds fan, so I watch the Fox Sports local, like Fox Sports mm-hmm. Ohio or Fox Sports Indiana for Pacer games. What's going to happen to those? Those are the regional I networks. I know, because there's still Fox Sports Net that's going to be owned by Fox, as well as like the basic Fox, 55 Fox here in Fort mm-hmm. Wayne. I don't know what it is other places, but like the basic, like over the airwaves fox that fox will still they will exist. still have that because disney already owns abc they can't own fox also right so that and the fox news and it's fox sports is all going to stay with fox right i think actually you have a whole list here of i do we'll, we'll get to that but i'm not sure what it sounds like the local stations are going to be owned by disney though but 
I don't know if that's accurate or if that's just what this writer wrote. Yeah, so I don't know if I'm going to be watching my baseball games on an ESPN affiliate now. Yeah, or which it still could Fox. be. Okay. Like I was saying, Fox will retain the Fox Broadcasting Networks and the Fox News Channel, Fox Business Network, FS1, Fox Sports 1, Fox Sports 2, the Big Ten Network, which will be consolidated into a new independent company reportedly called New Fox. Stupid. (laughs) New Fox will be spun off to existing Fox shareholders. I don't know why it'd be called New Fox. It should just yeah. be called Fox. Fox. And what Disney? What's owns, left of Fox? <laughs> what Disney owns should be called New Fox because they're going to rebrand it all, right? But um, I wanted to look at the 2017 box office first and foremost mm-hmm. to look at kind. God, I do that all the time. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I just need to put a towel on my table right there. Uh, but where Walt Disney and Fox ended up just to kind of see kind of how much they ruled like the box office overall. Oh my gosh, yeah. But Walt Disney, this was from about a month ago, like mid December. Walt Disney was currently running up 18% of the total domestic box office, and Fox was making up about 12% in North America. That would be Disney owning 30% of the market for the year. Wow. Just in movies. And then if you look at 2016, these are official final numbers because that movie or that year was ended by the time I looked at this. Walt Disney had a draw dropping 26% of the domestic box office and Fox had 13%, which combined into an output controlling close to 40% of theatrical business. So that's a huge percentage of... Everything you go into a movie theater to see. <laughs> right. So they could control how much ticket prices are because... Because you control 40% of 40%. it. 40%. Like, yeah, they're going to up ticket if prices. If you want a, a, uh, a certain like AMC theater or whatever to show your movies, you can force them to charge more money. Or you can be like, oh, no, we're not going to... Yeah, we won't you, show your theater. Yeah. Avengers isn't going to be at your theater. It's yeah, going to be good luck at, trying to show the other sixty percent because nobody. Is <laughs> yeah, so it's crazy. Wow, that's wrong. Um, with that kind of hold, Disney could essentially rewrite the rules of how movies are seen in theaters: higher ticket prices, higher per- percentages back to the studios, exclusive auditorium control, anything like that. In a way that wouldn't remotely help the uh, studios like Universal or Warner Brothers, fewer major studios mean fewer places for artists to pitch their work, and thus potentially a less diverse slate of movies and television shows. Yes, I like all the Disney movies, like the Star Wars, but if all the movies start looking like the same thing... The same thing, it's going to get old real quick. And with one less studio to pitch your idea to, that means there's one less option for you to get work really creativity and everything will go down because you don't fit the pre-existing formula Mm -hmm. that is already what's making money is uh i don't know marvel so if you pitch a new idea they might say well i mean that's not working with us right now so less competition could also drive down compensation for artists i'm not i mean art uh, 
actors already make a ton of money. I'm not yeah, worried about they them. They get paid no matter who's but putting it on. Think about the people like the grips and like anything like that. Uh-huh. And Disney would be powerful enough to, if it chose to, essentially set a status quo to compensation for the next round of union negotiations. Like I was saying, like anybody that's not like your main huge star is it's going to suffer. Right. Um, it's a high price to pay to see Wolverine as an Avenger or a decent Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> yeah. It would be nice, but I mean, it's, it is a high price to pay just to kind of. Right. It's like just buy the rights to those characters. Yeah. That, instead of whole, a whole yeah. studio that's going to disappear. Right. Would we lose R rated movies like Logan or Deadpool? in genre-specific offshoots like the new line, new mutants. It's hard to say. As of right now, no. Because those They're movies are already, yeah, yeah. already filmed, but do they want to give up half of their audience, which is the children, just to make an R-rated movie when they can make a lot more money making it a PG-13 movie? Right. I think if they're smart... And just putting the big capital D for Disney on everything. Branch out. Separate yourselves into separate entities. Which Have this studio create the R-rated movies. Is what they don't put it all say they're going to do. Under the mouse, you know. They're going to ha- still have the Fox brand, which is the more adult kind of oriented, like Planet of the Apes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, like, the Fox Searchlight does more independent kind right. of, they do. like... Oscar-worthy movies. I think I have a list down lower that kind of mentions that. But And Disney does more of like the huge blockbuster genre movies that everybody wants to see. And then they can go under the Fox label and still make the kind of R-rated or f- the adult-oriented movies and not so much the family stuff. Right. But if you, you're that powerful, why even bother just keep making these big-ass movies that the whole everybody in the world's going to see and True. It, well that way too they seem less like a monopoly i think from a business standpoint be like look we run it all separately right. we're not really i don't know there's pros and cons to all of that and i'm very curious to see how they plan on okay executing that <laughs> and then i mean there's the point the marvel netflix shows are already somewhat r-rated and they exist in the mcu so the f- like Logans and stuff could still exist in the MCU and just have to put the moniker that it is R rated and let people know ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but having the movies so intricately connected, it's hard to imagine an R rated Marvel movie because Disney wouldn't want to give up the, half their audience. Correct. Which I was saying. Disney has addressed this a little, but time will tell. Disney could. Potentially utilize Fox to access a market they don't really focus on at this point. Fox does well with the Planet of the Apes and um, the Alien franchise and more Oscar-worthy fare like The Revenant and 12 Years a Slave. I can't think of the last time I saw a Disney movie get nominated for an Oscar. That's true. And there's a lot like Fox under the Fox, Fox Searchlight that do. Right. Um, it could get to the cable channels like FX and enough stake in Hulu to make Netflix primary rival, whether Hulu becomes Disney's de facto streaming service or not, because 
Disney for the past two years or so has been talking about how they're going to create their own streaming service. Now they don't really have to because they own more of Hulu than anybody else. They can right. just become Disney's Hulu or whatever they decide to do. So I'm not sure what they'll do with that. I don't see why they would want to start a new half like yeah. If they already if own it's this, it's already own. existing. Just change it like. Dulu or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's Dis- no reason Dis-Hulu. to try to market a new streaming service when Hulu and Netflix are already like the main known right. ones. Just in take Amazon. what you have and re- not just rebuild it from scratch, but just like kind of rebrand it yeah. and try to put just add all your Disney shit onto that. Yeah, and absolutely. I think that's what they'll probably do. So it could as well be Disney versus Netflix versus Amazon versus everyone else. What do you think? The owners of Fox News are going to do with lots more money on oh, hand dear. and explicit devotion to the news media. That's that's the big question, I think. That's interesting. Because I didn't think about that until I read this little article. Like Fox so News is already like that, so they get the money, and then now Fox News is just brand. yeah. Would they built? They've got billion, they've got billions of dollars now, yeah. and. They control like the fake news, basically. Even though That'll they really pretend to be the, the real news, it'll really help to build up, you know, their news the Republican Party. Man, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that. You're paying in some people's minds the villain of the story. Yeah. <laughs> like Fox News is, is not a great news company. They have a lot of bullshit out there. I'm not saying like CNN is great either, but yeah, I mean everybody's got their they're like biased. They're all opinions. trying to do something, yeah, and it's not like here's what happened, okay. But I I think well, there's a tangent. <laughs> all the talk news and it all happened. I think post 9/11, it's where it turned into let's talk about a story. Mm-hmm. When, even when there's nothing left to talk about, they're still talking about it. To, because it was all breaking news, and when you run out of breaking news, you got to create your news. Yeah, and turn some so they a turn, little something into a story. They turn kneeling because they into want a ratings. Story they want you like to that. tune in, so they turn everything into, and it just got so out of hand mm-hmm. that everyone is following that around. Like breaking news, everyone turn your TV on, and let's we're gonna talk about this for the next fourteen hours. Be like, oh, okay, it happened. I got I got the headline. That's what I want. I'm gonna right. move on with my life. It doesn't need to be an hour-long story. I don't need to hear five other people with their opinions yelling at each other, <laughs> arguing and about talking what's over going each to other. Happen, so, right? Yeah, that's interesting. What they would do with more money—it's it's kind of scary. What? How that's going to branch out? Or maybe they could pump it more into their sporting networks so they can really rival Disney ESPN. on. Because Fox Sports really wants to build itself up, even though they are the original regional sports. Mm-hmm. But they could really build up. Because I know ESPN is a big shit pot right now. Everyone's trying to jump shit. Because yeah, Disney's ESPN screwing that up ratings royally. have dropped huge yeah. in the past like five years or so. And a lot of people working for it. I love um, what's his face, um, Dan Patrick. Patrick. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say I'm that, like, but I was like, I don't Dan watch Patrick. ESPN like, enough because um, he's on his own independent one. I don't think he's on Fox. But he calls ESPN the mothership. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'm glad I got out of there when I did because I saw it, a sinking ship all those years ago that all these things were going to happen. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I could see Fox because a lot of ex-ESPN personalities are making their way into Fox Sports. I think Fox Sports could really take down ESPN because they are struggling. That's oh. where I'm thinking more of the money would go. I don't, I don't know what you could really do with the news besides reinvent it. Unless they have well, something to reinvent it. 
I don't know what that would be. I don't know if I want to include this in the episode, but I will mention it. Um, there's a news company that's taking over all of the, like, what do you call like Twenty One Alive and shit like that? Like the little the tiny local news, local news networks, studio. Yeah. Nick, yeah, there's a right wing company that's bought up fifty percent of the country, and mm. just all of that. And they're showing like Donald Trump propaganda, basically. So if Fox News starts doing that shit, it could be horrible. But that's me as a liberal saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's very interesting. We'll have to keep our eye on that. <laughs> And see what's going to come. It's not Disney's responsibility to make sure that its money doesn't go towards evil, but the powers behind Fox News having more money and more free time to devote to media and politics is not going to be good for media or politics. Again, that's not inherently good for competition, and as would essentially turn Hollywood into Disney slash Fox versus everyone else with Warner Brothers slash Time Warner and Universal slash Comcast as the only ones who um, are big enough to stand up to the yeah. competition. Assuming Disney doesn't decrease the Fox output, that those three studios alone could control 55 to 70% of the domestic market share in any given year. Lionsgate and smaller distributors like um, A24, Open Road, STX, etc., could still do their own little movies here and there, but Sony and Paramount would be in trouble and potentially bought up by Disney next. <laughs> yeah. Either them or the likes or of the other ones Universal. that will have to just join forces to take them take down. down Disney, but then yeah. we just become into two different monopolies right. of uh, either you get McDonald's or Burger King. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I like it. <laughs> For the X Men, for the nerdy standpoint, we like the team ups in the movies that we want to see. But I think but overall, for like Hollywood as a whole, price, I yeah. don't know if it's a good thing. Yeah. It's, it, it's it has a good very debate. scary potential. Yeah, and for like the news and politics aspect, it's also not the greatest thing either. All right, yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. Hmm. So. Let's if this does happen, this. yeah, let's yeah. talk about some of these major franchises that Disney would acquire. So we already know about X-Men characters, including Deadpool and the Fantastic Four franchise. We also mentioned Pan- Planet of the Apes and Alien, but here's a list of some other franchises that they will now control. Avatar, which, which is huge. Yes. Well, the first one was huge. And Disney already has an Avatar, like, little section of Disneyland that they – I don't know how they purchased, like, the rights for that. Yeah, that is weird. But, they probably knew it was coming. Yeah, they <laughs> probably did. And there's like two or three more movies coming. I don't think they're going to be like hit movies. <laughs> they, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, Avatar is like in the top three movies of all time. I don't know how. <laughs> I know. It's awful. People, I don't like the I movie. I don't like the movie, but it, it was visually stunning. It was cool. It was something unique. But, but in two like, years when the next one comes out, I really think yeah. it's going to be a flop. Yeah, probably. Die Hard. That's that's a big one. UPKA. For me, anyways. Although we haven't had... It hasn't been a good one in since 2004. Time, yeah. <laughs> It'll be interesting if they resurrect that. Uh, yeah. I don't think they would like do crossovers or anything with that. But Yeah, what would they cross over with? Would he be in the next movie you're about to mention? Independence Day. 
Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. <laughs> well, the second one was kind of. I didn't but, see the second um, one because Will Smith, if he was in it, it's, decided yeah, to make other like, crap movies. I feel like Will. Now that Disney owns <laughs> Independence Day, they could bring easily could, bring Will Smith back. That would be huge. Um, taken. We don't those need another one trilogy, of those. but they're making a TV show. Oh really? Like a young. Young Taken. A young Taken. Whatever his name is. I can't remember his name. <laughs> I will find you. And I will kill like you. Like when he was like doing that job. Oh. Like, so at, back when, in the old like days when he was a before, badass. Before, yeah, yeah, he started a family. Kingsman, really? Yeah. Ooh. Well, they could fix it because you said the second one was eh. It, I, I like it. It wasn't yet. as good. But... Shame on me. Here I am a month later. And I still, <laughs> still haven't seen it. <laughs> it wasn't as good, but I, uh, I still love the franchise. And they say they're making another one. Now that Disney owns it, we will see because they have a lot more issues, like franchises on their plate yeah. at this point. Absolutely. Do they continue down this road in hopes that it'll continue to make money? Well, only time will tell. Home Alone, I could see them I could resurrecting see this easily and rebooting the reboot of this one, or time. like a TV series or something. Yes. I, that's like but easy money for them. See them, yeah, licking their chops. They could easily turn this into a. Christmas movie mm-hmm. with the kids, and oh, it would be just like it, the original one did for us yep. when we were younger. They could do a new could, one every year if yep. they wanted to. Night at the Museum. Oh, imagine if they set a film at a Disney museum. Oh, 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 oh that'd that, be cool. I know, like seeing all of Disney characters interacting with Ben Stiller. Like, I feel like that could happen. In, that could. In the next two, five, ten years, you could see that happen. The next one where he's. Working at the Disney Museum uh, and all those things coming to life. That'd be so cool. Except no Robin Williams. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, it'll be Tim Allen as like Buzz Lightyear or something. <laughs> yes, that'd be even better. <laughs> uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah, I didn't realize really? that was a Fox property. I did not know that. But I can definitely see Disney running I could with s- that. Totally. Easily. Because... I don't know. It picked up a little bit when Fox re-put it out. I mean, it had some following, but yeah. I mean, those, put those the last Disney couple movies or those like that. The first two movies were pretty popular, and especially among kids. So, like, you could bring more kids into your fucking Mickey Mouse franchise. Oh, absolutely. Chipmunks, Chipmunks and Chippendale. Yeah, that's what I was about yeah. to say. <laughs> Chipmunks versus Chippendale. <laughs> How many chipmunks can we put? <laughs> Wes Anderson films. What what what's that? Uh, Bottle Rocket, Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, Royal Tenenbaums. Okay, all right. All of his movies are under the. Fox. I'd stop and think who Wes Anderson. I'm not a big movie buff, so I don't know. <laughs> um, what else did he do? The Hotel, Grand Budapest Hotel. There's that train movie. I can't remember the names of his movies, but he's got some big like independent movies that are released under Fox and I feel like Disney could really utilize him to make more Oscar worthy movies or just like more independent type fare. But yeah, that'd be a whole separate branch. I could see that. And then we have blue sky studios, which makes ice age robots, Rio and the peanuts movie, which yeah, it'd be interesting seeing ice age as a Disney movie. So I'm wondering, so you, if they bought blue sky studios, does that mean that all people there now work for Pixar? Disney. 
slash Pixar. <laughs> so their animators team up with their animators, or do they just get rid of the Blue Sky animators and say, ours are better than yours, we just now have the rights to this. Go find that's jobs elsewhere. That's what's which is what I think may happen. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> all these you know, people are We're be better out. than you. We're going to All these people are going to be out of jobs. Fox Studios is going to close, and Disney's just going to take them over. So there's going to be hundreds and hundreds of people out of jobs is but that could be thing. beneficial because they'll jump to these other places who could start something else new. And right. Then and they have all this vengeance. experience. Maybe. And, I mean, if you're the creator of Ice Age, I don't think you're going to have a problem. But maybe if you're the lead animator on Ice Age, you might yeah. because you can't compete with the lead animator on Incredibles or whatever. True. All right. So that's pretty much for the movies franchises. And then for television, we have the X-Files. Yep. X-Files is now a Disney show. Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine that. And just jumping right into the next two, Simpsons and Futurama. Um, Actually, I have to edit this. Futurama, Sci-Fi Channel bought the rights to Futurama. Okay, they did. So they will not actually own Futurama, but they will have all 38 seasons of Simpsons or whatever it is at this point. Which the Simpsons trashed, like, Disney so much. I I know. It's going to be interesting. like... Will those still exist, or will they just erase those from history since they now control it? Or edit, like, dub over them or yeah. something. Disney is the greatest! <laughs> but that is crazy that The Simpsons will be Disney characters. That Yeah, going to Disney World, now there's a whole Simpson land, but... Yeah. Yeah, I think Universal has, like, the Disney little section where you could... There's, like, the... Because where the... Uh, Back to the Future ride used to be. It's now the Simpsons movie ride. Mm. So I wonder how what's going to happen with that. I'm guessing whenever that contract is up with Universal, that's that's going to go. Yeah. And what are they? Hopefully, they put Back to the Future back in there. I hope so. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> but I didn't really wow, think about that I until now. Think, yeah, that stuff was there. <laughs> so with the Simpsons, then you get Seth MacFarlane shows like Family Guy, Orville. And American Dad, I'm pretty sure, I thought TBS. Do it? It's not shown on Fox anymore. It's because Fox canceled it mm-hmm. and TBS picked it up. Did they pick up? Exclusively on TBS. Oh. So it is not shown on Fox at all anymore. So I don't know if it's owned by TBS. That would be one we have to well, look up. Um, down the last one, How I Met Your Mother, was aired on CBS. But Fox Studios produced it. Produced that show. So since... Fox Studios produced American Dad. I wonder if they sold that's true sold just American the distribution Dad outright, rights. or yeah. if it's just like the rerun rights. Hmm. There's that because Sci-Fi bought Futurama outright because it was done, and they thought about creating more episodes. But with American Dad, I'm not sure what the deal was. It was it, pretty much canceled. It, I know yeah, it was canceled, TV but I don't know if they so bought it out or just thing. bought like the distributing, like exclusive right. distribution. That's mm. there's like some muddy waters in some of these things. Very curious to see how this all plays out. Not that American Dad, I don't really care what. <laughs> no, to I it. don't watch it. But. but I mean, there's a lot of shit like that where. Different shows and different exclusive things like that. Because I'm sure Seth MacFarlane is definitely not happy being part of the Disney, Disney universe family. right now. <laughs> and I'm sure Disney doesn't want it. <laughs> I, they, they probably don't, care. don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> About him at all. Just cancel it. And I could see Family Guy jumping to like TBS mm-hmm. if that is the case. And all of Seth 
McFarlane's yeah. entities being like, I am not part of your evil universe. Because I think he shed on it more than mm-hmm. The Simpsons mm-hmm. did. Um, Joss Whedon's shows like Buffy, Angel, Firefly, and Dollhouse. Are any of those still on? The None of them are on, <laughs> but now Disney owns oh, those so shows. So they could resurrect. So they could re- yeah. reboot. Any of they those. can put those back on the air or make a new Buffy series. I don't know if they can... I don't know if they can make a new series, but they could start airing Pick those up. on those Disney Channel. Start or, replaying, yeah, yeah, the rerun rights. <laughs> Mash. <laughs> yeah, so the biggest show of all time is now owned by Disney. <laughs> I could see them trying a reboot on that one. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. And 21 Jump Street, it was the... Uh, they redid those movies, so I don't know. Now those movies are owned yeah. by Disney. So if they wanted to do a 23 Jump Street, because I thought Sony released those movies. That's what I thought. I didn't think they were Because it was part of that uh, big email release Sony hack thing. Mm Because they were talking about doing a Mission Impossible, or not Mission Impossible, Men in Black. Men in Black, (laughs) 21 Jump Street crossover. That would, I don't think that would work, but yeah. They own the series 21 Jump Street, so I'm guessing – I don't know what's happening with the movie rights. And we have Cops. <laughs> uh, that'd be interesting. Is that show still it's on? It's still on. They do like a live Cops now. I don't know if it's the Cops or if it's another channel, but they do like actually, literally like live shows. And they'll cut in and out. They have like four ex-cops sitting in a studio, and they'll cut to different parts of the country with live cameras. I watched a few episodes. It's actually pretty cool. That seems more interesting, actually, than yeah, the old Yeah, because cops. you don't know what's going to happen, but they can easily cut the feed yeah. and say, all right, we'll go somewhere else. But I watched a few shows. It's kind of neat. A different take on it instead of, hey, this happened in 1983. Look at the cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Doogie Howser. Oh, yeah. Boy. I could see them rebooting that easily, uh-huh. too, for, as like a Disney Channel uh, dumb kids show, definitely. Um, NYPD Blue is that still on? No, that's not been on years. Okay. but they could reboot that or do whatever they wanted to with that franchise because it was really All big. Those cop shows. It was really thing, big so. in the nineties, two thousands. Like it was breaking boundaries and stuff. Twenty four. Ooh, I could see them doing something yeah. with that, especially now that they have Kiefer Seller. Sutherland, wow, <laughs> on um, the president, the new president show. Oh, yeah. I'm watching that one, the American pre- or whatever it is, um, where he plays that. I could see them. Yeah, because they, they could tie him. Oh, that's what his character did. Because <laughs> they tried to bring it back last year, I think, mm-hmm. with a new character as the main guy, Doctor Dr. 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 Dre from Yeah, uh, Compton was the main character, but yeah. And then now it's kind of in the wind, but now Disney having it could – we don't know what's going to happen. Who knows? Oh, no. Arrested Development. Because yep. <sighs> Netflix had that, so I don't know how that's – Because yeah. they were still working on a movie or something. Now with Disney owning the rights to Arrested Development, it could be gone like for good. Yeah, I think it may be. I can't see them doing anything with it. Yeah, why would they bother? I mean, I can see Fox wanting to because it's like a easy money for them. But now Disney, it's kind of a loss. <laughs> That's awful. That just made me sad. <laughs> That's like the deal breaker for me. Uh, Prison Break, I never watched that I show. loved Prison Break. They did a new season last 
ye- last season. I didn't watch the new season yet. But a lot of those characters from Prison Break are on CW shows now. The same character or the actors? They're the actors okay. like work together again on a different show. So okay. it's like um, it's like the same group same of group actors, of yeah. but they're on a new show on CW, which is a WB-owned product. Mm-hmm. So I don't see them, Disney, wanting to do anything with Prison Break in ever again. Probably not. And then you mentioned earlier how, the yeah, how, how I, I met, met your, your mother, mother, which I didn't know was run by Fox it was Studios, owned by Fox, and CBS. Put it Fox on. was still trying to do a How I Met Your Father as of last year. Like they keep trying to make that thing happen. Yeah, I don't know if that probably will now. Yeah, I I really doubt it. Too many other but things to worry about. Owning Doogie Hauser and true. How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> That's true. They could. Man, there's just oh, as you heard, there's a lot. That could change, and we'll see if they decide to keep it, if they decide to kill things, if they decide to, I don't know. I think every, you know, fanboy's wet dream is all these crossovers that Mm -hmm. they want to see, that these multiple universes to write them It just makes the universe bigger. I'm like, I don't think that would just get too messy. It's kind of good to keep something separate. Mm -hmm. X-Men obviously coming into Avengers and, you know, those type things should happen because that's how they really were. That's what they were in the comics, so it's nice to see that happen. But I don't think, you know, some of these smaller entities, I can't see them pulling into one giant Yeah, a lot of these franchises I feel like are just going to die and go by the wayside. I can definitely see a lot of Disney reboots, you know, putting their... It would be kind of interesting to see their take on these franchises because... Obviously, Fox isn't doing anything with most of them at this point, so what's it going to hurt? I don't want to really say it like that, but now that... Try it. Yeah, Yeah. try it and see what happens. I mean, there's a new Ice Age movie every couple years, and I haven't seen anything past the second or third one. Yeah. Man. Disney takeover. But the one thing I don't think they will take over is beer. (laughs) You say that now. I say that now. One year from now, in our 2018 review, <laughs> Keith was, was wrong. wrong again. Disney now owns our podcast. A proud member of the Disney <laughs> Network. <laughs> Keith is fired. <laughs> Disney bought the Hopped Up Network. <laughs> uh, they own our, all, all of our souls. <laughs> they own what I say every <laughs> single day. All right. But I don't know. Only time will really be the judge of all of this what we've been discussing it's we can't really say what will and will not happen (laughs) only disney knows and disney probably doesn't know they're just gonna go based off what makes money yeah they'll probably take it one little bit at a time yeah but i'm depressed a little bit so i'm gonna drink some beer (laughs) we do need to drink beer before that is bought up by disney too yeah but speaking of hopped up network let's have a little message from one of our friends at the hopped up network If you are looking for more beer podcasts just like the one you're listening to right now, then head on over to hoppedupnetwork.com. We are a podcast network focused on our local craft beer communities. Here's a quick example of one of the many podcasts you will find. Have you ever sat down at a local craft brewery and wondered how they got started, what the owner or head brewer is like, what kind of culture they have there, or what you should have to eat or drink? Behind the Hops is a podcast that answers those questions and tells the stories of the people and events that bring us the delicious potables that we all love. Check out Behind the Hops on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you find your podcasts. 
and get a closer look at the people that bring us some of the best beverages we've ever had. In beer. <laughs> All right, for our in beer this time, we have from 18th Street Brewery, which I believe a few weeks ago we just had their Candy Crush Bowl. Yep, that was the 2017 review. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have another one from them, another 16-ouncer here in a pint can called The Fox and the Hunted. The Fox and the Hunted is their newest robust espresso porter. Brewed with dark matter coffee beans, this porter is smooth, dark, and roasty with plenty of coffee notes. <laughs> and that's all we could find on it. Yep. I don't know if you got the reason I bought this. Well, I, the reason I chose this, actually, Pale bought this for us. Um, but the Fox and the Hunted, but the Fox is the Hunted. Oh, the Fox got hunted. <laughs> big bad Disney. Um, the can here we've got, it's kind of like a black and white monotone. I don't know if that's it's like the turn. snow is white, like he's walking and, through the snow. And yeah, black we got the mountains. black mountains in the background, but then we got this bright red fox, or- red orange, orange fox. fox, whatever the color of a fox is. Kind of looks like it's stalking some sort of prey in the well, we could foreground. Just write, like, Disney on the background of those mountains, <laughs> like, it just swallowed you up. <laughs> exactly. Um, I really love kind of how this can stands out a little bit. Yeah, it's really cool. And we were talking earlier just how 18th Street does their cans. It's very well done. It, they kind of have a Three Floyds metal type thing, but it's not as extreme as Three mm-hmm. Floyds. And they're both up in, like, Munster area. Yeah, so. up in Hammond. So, um, finally, we're stepping away from the IPAs now that we got rid of our anchors that were dragging us down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get into these. Um, it was kind of funny what you were saying when we were pouring this. It was not what we expected. No, I, I didn't. I didn't actually read the can that said "robust porter." Then, but even as a porter, as a I didn't porter, expect it to it be this dark. Out, yeah, like motor oil. It was more like than black coming into this I cup, mean, and I'm used to seeing see like through that at all. That everything is just pure darkness I've had in this cup lately has been orange, like IPA, and now it's like something you would see poured out of like an oil can. Yeah. So it's really dark, and the smells, oh, heavenly for me. I'm not doing very well with my nose. It's definitely got the porter smell, a little hint of chocolate, and definitely coffee. coffee. I'm curious. I'm getting more into these, so I'm I'm wondering if I'll like it. Yes, come to the dark side. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Disney dark side. (laughs) All right, let's give her a little swig. There is, like, smoky. Yeah. Wow. That is smokier than I was expecting. I was expecting more coffee, but that's definitely more smoke. That dark roastiness. Like dark roasted coffee. Dark and roasty with plenty of coffee. Yep. But more of the dark and roasty notes that appear. Yeah. Ooh. This is like, those of you like your coffee black, take mm. it straight. <laughs> Not your fruity espressos. I wouldn't really call this a, an espresso. 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 I feel like Dustin would have loved this. Oh my Too gosh, he yes. had to leave. <laughs> he would have loved it. Probably should have taken that other one. I <laughs> loved it so much he took it home. Mm. That's really good. I, yeah, I'm not. I'm not disliking it. That's good. That's good. <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> it may be because I can't smell it so well right now that it seems more muted flavored. Yeah. I don't know if you're noticing more things with your nose than I am. 
it, it's not as extreme as some of these coffee. You get more of the the coffee flavor, I think, with the nose and mm-hmm. the palate and the exhale of them. Yeah, I mean, all your senses are connected, so yeah, you definitely right. need your nose to get the full effect of the coffee. Um, you can probably taste the the dark chocolate, mm-hmm. that bitterness that sits on. I your get tongue. that, yeah. But if you had your working nose, you could get the the notes of the coffee after that. It's just not pure dark disgustingness. <laughs> There's actually some sweetness of the coffee behind it. Well, it's definitely a thicker beer. Um, a lot of these darker ones are. I think they'll fill you up faster. Yeah. This is definitely a sipping yeah, beer. It's a heavy. I'm not going to, you know, down this. It's definitely not a session. Mm. Um, did you see the ABVs or anything anywhere? Um, no, I did not. But I think I have it pulled up on Untapped. ABV comes in at 5.2%. percent mm, Yep, there it is. And, and this does not give the IBUs. I, I didn't see that either. It's, huh. I don't know. It's not bad. I mean... It's not that bad. It's not heavy. I would say around twenty. In, yeah, it's not too bitter, and there's it's not like the heavy alcohol flavor. There's just it's like it's a, a good it's like coffee. a thicker, more viscous or whatever. But it's not like a heavy alcohol, right? So when I say heavy, I didn't mean heavy alcohol. Heavy, heavy. Let's so we can talk a little bit about the ratings here. Oh yeah, Untapped out of about twelve hundred ratings has. Three point seven eight out of five. Three point seven eight, not too bad. Uh, rate beer. There's no score. There's only nine ratings, so not enough to qualify. And there's only fourteen ratings on Beer Advocate. It's got a three point nine five out of five on there. Most people have put it as a four. Don't. Yeah, they didn't write anything, so there's nothing really to say there. A lot of people get very good porter. Porter fans will like this one. A bit of a watery coffee taste. <clears throat> I th- I think it's because it's watery, n- but it's watered down coffee. I mean, yeah, it's not as heavy on the coffee, coffee flavor that some of these porters are just like strictly coffee porters. Mm-hmm. That that's all. It's more like drinking coffee than it is beer. You get more less coffee and more of the beer. I think with this one. Here's um, Rob picked up on this roasty with a little bit of smoke at the end. Yeah, so like there, yeah that's is. the first thing I got before I. <laughs> okay, maybe there is more coffee in that than smoke. <laughs> before we do our ratings, do you want to mention Pale? Yeah, we did have a friend, <laughs> Pale, since he did provide these beers. Um, he did drink it and he rated it in typical pale fashion. <laughs> Overrated it. <laughs> Overrated. Pale, go ahead and gave this one a four and a half. He did mention to us um, earlier that he really did enjoy this one, but I didn't think he was part of the the Porter Club like Dustin and I are. Yeah, I didn't. He does like coffee, so. I mean, I understand why he likes the coffee porters. And he really liked that horny goat that we had from a while mm-hmm. back, that peanut butter chocolate. So I think he floats in between our me and you a lot. Yeah. Like, he, he loves everything. <laughs> We've come to that conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't hate any beer or anything, to be <laughs> precise. That's true. Always has something nice to say. He's a sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, I say I like it. But I'm not putting it up there with some of the other better yeah, ones. Yeah, is that it I've your had. favorite coffee porter? It's definitely not my favorite, but it is really good. Like I'm enjoying it because it's not as 
heavy coffee like mm-hmm. some of these are. See, if it was heavier coffee, then I would like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I could easily drink this again. And it's a nice change of pace from all those IPAs I've been drinking lately. Yes, that is true. A true winter style beer. Oh, yeah. Trying to narrow down my rating. Photogenic level 27. <laughs> I keep forgetting. You were beating me for a while and then you just stopped taking I stopped, pictures. I, well, I didn't stop taking pictures. I stopped clicking on the add photo thing. And then I was focusing on doing the serving style, but then I started forgetting to do that too. I'm, on, I'm right on the edge here. I'm going pretty mediocre. Take a look at mine and <laughs> go lower. <laughs> no, I I stuck with what I was going for. You, mm, you yeah. Me? No, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm a little bit lower. Okay, which is typical. <clears throat> so I ended up giving this beer a three point seven five, just because. It's not really the beer that I typically go towards, mm-hmm. but it is a good version. It's not a what's that Grave Digger beer we had? Uh, the Heretic. Yeah. Yeah. The grave Shallow digger. Grave. Shallow Grave. Yeah. Yes. I I prefer Ugh. that and that recording. Of <laughs> which we actually you'll had never, you say, "I am converting to this side." I'm which like, you'll never hear me say. Ugh. But I think this is actually pretty pretty damn good it's just it i I don't want to say it's watered down but it seems like the flavors aren't as strong as some of these other ones which is i'm okay with because i don't really like the flavor of coffee but i i would prefer some of these other notes stood out a little bit more right so i mean a 3.75 is good i would definitely drink this beer again but i think it could be better absolutely um i went with a four like I said, I've had other styles like this that I've just liked a little bit right. more. I'm noticing there's a little bit more of the bitter. Yeah. Probably because of the darker roast, and then I'm not a big fan of the dark chocolate, more that, that bitterness and the darker roast or coffees. Yeah. I'm more that lighter with sense mild with that chocolate. happy flavor in your mouth. I'm not saying it's terrible, but like it's the- leaving a little bit of a bitter sense in my mouth when I finish. So I get that coffee, and I'm like, dang, this is some strong coffee that I'm drinking. Yeah, um, with the kind of with the bitterness down. of the coffee, you don't really need the bitterness of dark chocolate also. Mm-hmm. It's more like a semi-sweet chocolate to kind of tone it down rather than make it more bitter. But this is excellent. I will definitely buy multiples of these. Oh, de- I'm not yeah. going to slam these, but this is a good winter. Let me sit cozy up by the fire <laughs> and uh, drink some Fox and the Hunting. Yeah. It, uh, this is actually one I would drink a little bit, like more room temperature, because this mm-hmm. is pretty cold right now. I feel like it'd be good a little bit warmer. It might bring out a lot of those flavors yeah. a little bit more instead of it being cold. So I'm sure there's some type of serving suggestion. <laughs> like a temperature suggestion. A glass with between sh- 45 yeah. and 55 degrees. Um, actually, it's recommended an English pint or a shaker. I screwed that one up. <laughs> one day we'll get our glasses down. Um, but... If you like this style, I'm pretty sure you'll like this beer. You might not. It might not be your favorite, but it's it's very uh, drinkable. It's good. All right, let's head over to our out beer. Out beer. All right for our out beer, we have the from Trogues Independent Brewery, Blizzard Hops, and Trogues Independent Brewery is 
from Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's closer to Philly or no? I don't know. It might have been the other say. beer that I brought. doesn't say on here. It's from Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were actually just listened to a pretty cool video of them explaining how the brewery got started. Um, they use fresh local ingredients and... Yeah. It says Hershey, Pens- Hershey, Hershey, Pennsylvania. And no chocolate was made in the mm. making of this Not this beer. one. Um, this is part of their winter series. I believe they have four different ones that were out. There's like a naked elf or a mad elf or I don't uh, know what it was. Part of their hop cycle, they call it. Hop cycle. They do the first cut mango IPA, the crimson pistol hibiscus IPA, the hop knife harvest ale, and the Blizzard of Hops Winter IPA. Oh, that makes sense. Part of the hop cycle because the Blizzard Hops, it says, we created this winter IPA to toast hop growers around the world for another successful harvest. So this is the last one in their mm-hmm. line. This storm of hoppy citrus and pine notes is a bright reminder that the end of the hop cycle is only the beginning. <laughs> Comes in at six point poor. Six. <laughs> six point poor. Six point poor. <laughs> you can tell us the end of the night. 6.4% ABV. And it has strong 80 IBUs. The malts used, Pilsner, unmalted wheat, and white wheat. The hops, Centennial, Chinook, Eldorado. The dry hops that they use, Chinook and Galaxy. Mm. And the yeast, Ale. It is a deep gold color, which we will get to in a second. Uh, The hop cycle represents our vision of the hop growing season featuring four hoppy ales. Hop cycle beers are available in bottles, cans, draft. For about three months each, representing a key part of our anthology variety packs. So it's basically seasonal, seasonal hoppy beers. For when they grow their hops. Yeah. Like, you know, different flowers, different plants, different crops grow different times of the year. They grow different hops at the time of the year. Right. So this celebrates the end of it. But then again, it is just the beginning, the beginning of, of the, the new the season. Cycle. Yeah. Ending in the winter. So it's pretty cool. Um, you want to take a look at the bottle? Yeah. I think it it's is a bottle this time. I think we've had cans all, like the past. Yeah. Several <laughs> we haven't had a bottle in a long time except <laughs> for that Zima. <laughs> oh, God. Um, pretty simple design. I kind of like the, the artistic. I do. Like it's like kind of hand-drawn almost. Yeah. Um, cartoony. Yeah. Uh, Black winter background with some snowflakes and some blue forest. Yeah, very wintry, mm-hmm. obviously, because it's got snowflakes and shit on it. And it says winter IPA, but I really like on the side over here where it has the oh, they do have all that listed IBUs, ABVs, and then it also has like a little blurb there, stuff about the hops, the color, size, and then what I just read to you. They have all that listed right mm-hmm. there. That's pretty cool. Pretty simple. I love when, like, uh, I think Southern Tier is the other one that does a lot of that, where they include all that stuff. And they do. Put with their own bottles that they crafted here, handcrafted by the Trogues brothers. Oh, that's cool! I didn't notice. So that. yeah, it's, it's like embossed. embossed onto the actual bottle. Yeah, on both sides of so it. They so that's make really these neat. bottles themselves. Very cool. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I think it was like your vent settling or something. <laughs> <laughs> Are you recording? So it's your kind of typical hazy IPA colored. It's not really like a see-through. It's just like a kind of a golden-y orange. Mm-hmm. 
not as they said a deep gold. Yeah, I agree. Kind of a hazy, like um, some of these other IPAs that yeah. we've had in the past month. <laughs> Very sweet smelling. Yeah, I yeah I agree. Was it Citra? No, Centennial, Chinook, Centennial, and Eldorado, yeah. and Galaxy that they throw in dry. Mm, it, hmm. Galaxy Heroes. <laughs> That's all I can think of. Yeah. It smells a little bit like that. Maybe that is the galaxy that we smell. Yeah. I, I mean, you definitely smell the hops. It's, it's hard to say. I'm not expert on which Well, ones. with the name of Blizzard of Hops, I would expect to be a ton of hops in mm-hmm. here. All right. Take a sip. Wow. Whoa. Okay. Not what I was expecting. No. I noticed, like, four different flavors there, like, throughout swallowing that. First sip. Very sweet up front. Yeah. And then I was expecting a very bitter finish, and it never came. Mm-mm. It got, like, hoppy in the middle, and then it kind of, like, a mellow, more it mellow finish. Yeah. Mm. That was really good. I mean, there's a, there's, a, sure. there's a little bit bitterness uh, there it sets on in. the aftertaste, but... I would expect that, though, with all those hops. Right. I was expecting it, like, shoom, right off the bat. Hmm. Do you notice, like, a kind of orange juice-y flavor with it? Very citrusy, Like a tropical yeah. or whatever doesn't really say that in here, though. Mm-mm. Unless it... What kind of... The citrus notes... Note, uh, I see sticky notes of citrus. Hoppy citrus and pine. On um, rate beer, it says sticky notes of citrus and pine. So maybe... Some strong citrus, though, for not, like, citra hops or mm-hmm. anything. So they can, like, maybe it's the end of the cycle. Like, whatever the hell they had left over and just throw it all in the <laughs> right. and cook with that. But as a really unique blend with... I mean, we've had a lot of IPAs. And mixed with all sorts of different hops, but yeah. nothing as unique as this. It's a unique flavor. Uh huh. Definitely. This one definitely stands out. Doesn't fall into like the Three Floyds category no, or the Revolutions category. More of a my style IPA. <laughs> <laughs> not as bitter, but citrusy. Nice. Uh, this guy on uh, Ray Beer says, Nice wintry IPA. Seems like it's a very piney, citrusy, fruity, and had some sort of spice. Medium-bodied, enjoyable. Like, I noticed it's piney, citrusy, fruity, but... There um, is a unique spice note that kind of said that. Like, there's, like, hidden flavors in there. Um, yeah. After I take another sip, I can see that. Smooth finish, lingering, hoppy taste. See people untapped what they say. Nobody talks about it. (laughs) Nobody talks on there. They just drink beer and don't talk about it. Shame on them. We do the talking. Um, I will say rate beer since I was mentioning it. Overall 94 and a style 93 with 207 ratings. It's pretty good. It's obviously a winter seasonal. And switching over to BA... 3.86 3.86 out of 5 and 961 ratings. Most people stick around the 3.75 area. Mm. This is a different bottle. A little bit. From what Ray Beer has? Yeah. That one is a little bit different. Must have been their original one. This is part of that redo. Mm-hmm. This off air we were talking about. I have more from Trogues that I picked up when I was visiting Pennsylvania. I have an old version, and then their rebranding version. So that definitely looks like one of that older style yeah. where it filled up more of the bottle. Because now they put Trogues down, like here, yeah. as part of 
part of that instead of up on the neck where they actually embossed the bottles. So that's probably what changed the bottles. So they had to make new labels. A few people in here on Untapped said, good, decent, but not sure what makes it a winter IPA. Some people said a watered-down IPA. Other people hmm. said decent, What's not very memorable, because I'm sure those are the people expecting super hoppiness. If it's called Blizzard of Hops, like I said, I was surprised because it's not it, I mean, I, I taste multiple different hops, like a, but mingling together. So Maybe the to the average Joe of beer that when you hear hops, you think it's going to be bitter. Right. Instead of the wide variety right. of hops Right, instead of tasting together. the different hops, you taste just bitterness. Uh, did you mention, like, the overall rate? Like, what? Oh, no. Untapped, uh, out of 63,000 ratings, they have a 3.79. That's pretty decent. And nobody I know has checked it in. The nearest place to find it is 52 miles away. <laughs> In Columbus, Ohio. So Pennsylvania distributes that far. Wow. Well, Trogues at least distributes that far. At a Sunco gas station. <laughs> I mean, they seem to be doing pretty decent. Yeah. They get a lot. Like, looking at their website, they have tons of different flavors and different styles. And I mean, each state is going to have their own, you know, like three Floyds, just those guys who are a little bit bigger than the rest who can distribute a little bit mm-hmm. further than some of these smaller independent ones. They're further on along the line of breweries that kicked up their distribution. Now I'm kind of torn on a rating. I know, it's kind of... Some of these other IPAs that I've had, like based upon what I was expecting, it wasn't there, but it was a good non-expecting because it's more of a style that I like. But like I said, what is a true winter IPA? As opposed IPA? To just a winter IPA is... Just, it isn't comes out in winter? really a style. Like, I... Really, you think more of like the stouts and stuff for winter, or the porters or the browns, like darker beers is what I I picture winter beers. So a winter IPA is a tough thing to nail down, I feel like. I couldn't say this isn't what I would expect for a winter IPA, because I don't know what a winter IPA is. Untap just has it listed as an IPA, not a true... Maybe it's just an IPA brewed in the wintertime, would be my guess. (laughs) Whatever hops they got left from the... Mm -hmm. Previous season, they just use them all. But honestly, it's it's not a winter one for me. This is sweet enough. No, I would, I would drink it here in the summer. summer IPA. But I mean, I think that's how I feel about most or all IPAs. I feel like they're more warm weather beers. I feel like you got to be darker or more higher alcohol content or something to be consumed during the winter. Right. They have like that coffee, that fox, fox, the hunted, fox and the hunted. Yeah, that one. Fox and the hound. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. It's like, nope, that's not it. It's owned by Disney. <laughs> now it's called the Fox and the Hound. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's more of a wintery beer. It's on the wire. <laughs> I could feel it on the wire. Hmm. I don't know. I'm really torn on this. I know. Right now. I could go all over the map with this rating, but I mean. I'm just going to base it on because I like it. That's right. I'm, gonna I'm not going to fit focus too much on when I should drink it. It's just how much I enjoy it. I mean, I am enjoying it. So I got like a new go-to number for my ratings. Yeah. Drink a little bit more. I don't have much left to judge. 
but I'm still like wavering in between a couple different numbers here. Do I like it as much as, say, Candy Crushable? Maybe not. But I still think it's really good, and I would drink it again. And I think, didn't we all give Candy Crushable a four? Mm-hmm. All right. So, okay, so we're in the same boat right now. <laughs> and I want to give this a four, which I'm... I do. I'm leaning towards. But I'm, do I like it better than Candy Crushable? <laughs> so I'm exactly with your mentality right now. That's why we all rate the same things on the same most of the time. <laughs> we, yeah. Uh, all right. So I ended up giving this a four, just ignoring the Candy Crushable for this beer, because I feel like both of them I would drink again. Both of them I enjoy. And they're just different. It's hard to put them in the same boat. Even though they're both IPAs, they are different. They taste different. Very different. They have different aspects that I enjoy about them. This one's a little hoppier than the Candy Crushable. And, I mean, it would be nice if the Candy Crushable had a little more hoppier, but then it would would change it to a different beer. Right. So, I mean,. I don't know. I think this is really good. I'm glad I drank it, and I would, I'd pick it up again if I was going to Pittsburgh or Ohio or wherever. Pennsylvania. Pen- yeah, they distribute well, to Ohio. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I mean, it's. I like that it's different. It doesn't taste like all those other IPAs we've had yeah. in the past couple of weeks. And I mean, I really like it. So, I think four is a good score. Absolutely. I went one click higher, four point two five, just <laughs> based upon all that. Just it wasn't what I was expecting, and it was a happy, not what I was expecting. Yeah, um, I'm not real big into the the true bitter hoppiness, and it it just has a different flavor, a different finish. It finishes different, and I really like the way that they blended these mm-hmm. hops together. I'd be very curious yeah. to see how they did this, but I know they added the dry hops of Chinook and Galaxy. I think that maybe the galaxy in there that's setting it off mm-hmm. because it's not really listed on the bottle, but where we got this off the website, it says that they dry hopped it with galaxy. And I know when we brewed with Bird Boy about the dry hops, adding certain it, hops it in changes dry the flavor it a yeah. lot because it that flavor picks up a lot more because mm-hmm. it's like added right at the last part of the brewing process. So however that works. I'm not sure, but it picks up more of that flavor than the rest somehow. So maybe that's why when if they're throwing that galaxy in is what set that one off. Yeah. But, oh, it's it's unique. It's different, and that's why I gave it a little bit click higher because it was a good, unique, different Right. I, that's definitely fair. I think it's, it's definitely a good choice for a unique beer to try. Yeah. All right. So... We did our in, we did our out. What do you think we should do now? <laughs> Strange brew. <laughs> oh, shit, Pale wasn't here to do it. Wait, where was that, Pale? <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> but I know. Um, all right, we'll see if I can stump Keith, because I, <laughs> I guess... Right. I'm the only one that's going to guess. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> we are back with our famous, world-famous Strange Brew segment. Everybody knows this. Uh, Keith already knows what it is. <laughs> I kind of already know. Um, it's been in this fridge for a while. I left it over here a long time ago. But we're still going to do it. It is different. And even if he knows what it is, it's still unique to try and kind of... It's strange enough. Strange to decide if we like it or not. 
So I'm gonna guess. I still haven't really guessed it. Yeah. But I think I know. I think it's a blue moon. Mm-hmm. And it has cinnamon in it. Mm-hmm. And that's all I know. Because <laughs> okay. I haven't tasted it yet. Because you can smell the cinnamon. Yeah, regardless the cinnamon, if I had seen the can. I think the cinnamon is obvious. Because it smells like that applesauce mm-hmm. with the cinnamon in it. The cinnamon applesauce, so, absolutely. I feel like that might have been a dead giveaway. But if you didn't know... It's almost like apples now that you say apple cinnamon. Right. Like I if you didn't apples. know that it was cinnamon, maybe you it wouldn't have like popped into your mind so quickly. That's but. true. I was curious. I would be curious to see if Tweedledees were here. <laughs> if, we could, <laughs> if they could smell it. or I'm really curious to see what Pale would have guessed. Yeah, but this... I mean, I've been holding on to this beer for a while. And I don't think that's going to affect the way it tastes or anything. No. But Some of these strange ones, I mean, they're going to be strange. The <laughs> flavor, it's not really going to save it or end it, depending on how old we're doing it. I mean, we might it's as well been just refrigerated, so. take a sip and see yeah. what we think. Because I don't remember what it tastes like, even. I mean, it's obviously clear. It's it, like a it typical looks, It looks like a blue moon, like yeah. the other any other blue moon. So, I mean... It does. It's not any darker or brown or whatever because yeah. c- of the cinnamon. All right, cinnamon cider. Is there apple at all in it? I don't think so. But I mean, it's it, just the it, cinnamon, like triggering really my taste apple taste buds. Yeah, that cinnamon, and it's. I don't know. It's not like well, gingerbread and cinnamon gingerbread. Well, here's the thing. It's cinnamon horchata. Huh? <laughs> but I don't know what a horchata is, so I don't want to say it's not apple because <laughs> I don't know what it is. Horchata is Spanish for apple. I have no idea. Um, okay. Did you look up horchata? I did. Okay, because if not, I was going to type it in. I'm going to tell you what it is. And, and that probably I'm, won't help. <laughs> it, exactly. It's a Spanish word. Ooh, horchata right. refers to the drink known as... <laughs> The reason I pause is because I don't know how to pronounce it. Similia de Jacaro? Yacaro? <laughs> the J is ye, so Yacaro. Made from the Yacaro seeds, with ground with rice and spices such as ground cocoa or cocoa. <laughs> cacao. Cacao? Cocoa, cacao. Cinnamon, sesame seeds, nutmeg, tiger nuts, Mm -hmm. and vanilla. Tiger nuts! (laughs) So they castrate a tiger. (laughs) Squeeze them nuts! (laughs) But also on the same Wikipedia page it says, Horchata is the name of several kinds of beverages made of ground almonds, sesame seeds, rice, barley, Tiger nuts <laughs> and melon seeds. Ooh, watermelon seeds. I don't know. Melon. Yeah, I would say like a cantaloupe. Musk melon seeds. Ugh. Really, the what stands out in this is the cinnamon. <laughs> it's an okay. It's an ale with sub subtly sweet yet spiced taste. Uh, ABV is 5.5, and the IBUs are 10, per, uh, 10 with uh, hops are the sterling hops. So I'm digging a horchata is not really an alcoholic drink. No, I feel like, I don't know, to me it sounds more like a coffee. Yeah. Like a... I looked it up, it, it reminds me of eggnog is what it looks like. Okay, yeah. So you can drink eggnog, but you can also add alcohol to it to make it more right. exciting. So I wonder if that's the case with a horchata. 
And this is a cinnamon horchata. So I, the thing is, I it's probably like a latte. What you were saying, yeah, or like a like a cider. Mm-hmm. That's why. Like, that's why I didn't want to say no. It's not apple because I don't be. really. <laughs> I mean, it just says it's it's made with like sesame seeds and tiger nuts and nutmeg. It doesn't say what the like the base is. Is it just like water with all that shit thrown in it? Yeah, there's a recipe to make your own <laughs> uncooked long grain white rice, two cinnamon mm-hmm. sticks, four cups of water divided. How you divide water <laughs> into four supper's cups? I guess one and a half cups milk, two teaspoons vanilla extract, two teaspoons ground cinnamon, and a third to a half a cup sugar to taste. So it's it's a very cinnamony drink. It's, it's mm-hmm. what it sounds like because there's a lot of cinnamon in that recipe. So I would think like an eggnog, yeah, frothy type latte drink. But I wonder what their inspiration behind the cinnamon horchata. Yeah, why to turn it, into, it into, a into a beer? It's it's the most unique beer I've seen in a long it's time. It's very unique. I don't want to say I hate it. It's it's just stra- it's strange. <laughs> it's strange. <laughs> a true strange brew. Like I really want to try a real horchata right now right. to you know to see compare what, it like is this a true horchata flavor? Is it not? Cuz I noticed the cinnamon, but I also taste like a blue moon with it, so is it like a 50-50 mix of a cinnamon horchata yeah. and a beer or like – I don't know. We have <laughs> followers. Hey, guys, uh, <laughs> send us a message and let us know. Comment, post, like this. Let us know what you think. What does a horchata really taste like? And um, <laughs> Right. Yeah. Are we crazy for thinking this is supposed to taste like good? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to compare this to. That's – that's the reason, because we were talking earlier and then a couple weeks ago in a different episode how there's nothing strange anymore. I th- felt like this is this strange. This is a true strange like, beer. A cinnamon beer is not something I normally think of. You know, I've seen like gingerbread beer and things like that, but horchata? <laughs> I didn't even know that was a flavor. Yeah, I'd never heard of them. I, I've heard of the name, but I didn't know it was a, a, a beverage right. that you could make. And I really want to know what Tiger Nuts are, but I'm afraid to Google it. <laughs> What's um, gonna appear? <laughs> it, it in parentheses after Tiger Nuts it says Chafas C H U F A S. That's not Spanish for balls. Huevos, <laughs> right? So I don't know what. Cajones. What it, lo siento. It's a it's a type of seed. It says when I search for it, it says yellow nut sedge. <laughs> Yellow nut sack is what you're gonna say. <laughs> so I'm just getting deeper and deeper into words I don't know what they mean. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's a chafas chafa scene. Chafa. What is in a horchata de chafa? <laughs> de chafa chata. <laughs> I don't know. It's, the world may never know. I don't speak these languages. I can speak them. I don't know what I'm saying, <laughs> but I learned how to speak them. I guess the looming question in here is, would you keep it in your fridge or would you pour it out? I will keep it in my fridge until I taste a real horchata. <laughs> so that way I can compare it again to say this is BS yeah, and it needs to I'm, be poured out. 
it's unique enough. I don't want to really pour it out because each flavor or each sip, I should say, is like an, a new and interesting right. flavor because I'm still trying to place it. And until I can place it and compare it with something else, I really don't want to get rid of it yet because I feel like I'd be selling it short. It really feels like an apple cider almost, mm-hmm. it, which it also tastes like a beer at the same time. You get both of those flavors. You get the blue moon of it. Right. And then you also get the cinnamon, which for whatever reason, that brings out like an apple like applesauce, mm-hmm. whatever. So I think it's different. I don't know if I love it. I don't. I mean, I wouldn't get a six pack. To no, be like, I think oh, I, I watch the game tonight. Let me get that cinnamon horchata. <laughs> Here, Blue boys, one. let's drink this one down. No, no, it doesn't sound. But yeah, I really want to keep agreed. one just until I try. A I want to know what a horchata. Is. I think next time I go to one of our local Mexican restaurants, I'm going to say, "Hey, <laughs> right. give me a horchata if you got those." Because I really so, want to try one. This came in a Blue Moon variety pack with a couple other flavors. Was it like a winter one? No, it was a Zelda one. A a Zelda one? So this was from a while ago. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is really old. It's Yeah. But, I mean, I don't think age really affects beer like you think it does. Most people see the date and they're like oh it's gotta be drank this month or it's bad I mean if you truly want it at it's peak like for us since we review them it would be best to have them at their peak because once they're past their yeah, time yeah but if it's good it's good if it's bad it's bad I true. don't really know if a month here or there is really gonna change some that. types of hops yeah can spoil after so long that they're not their true uniqueness of what they would be because there's a lot of people that sell their beers for years like yeah I think stouts, like the darker beers. Yeah, those I think are would hold better more, as long as yeah. there's no lactose or anything in them. A lot of those you can hold on to for years if you want to. Maybe IPAs probably not. Don't, no, hops don't, don't hold, hold up. up as much. But still, I feel like maybe if you like what a stale hop tastes like, you like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can hold on to it for two years if you want to. That's why it's hard to say. I know a lot of my beers are old. <laughs> But I don't know if that's necessarily bad. No. <laughs> I don't want to, because I mean, if they're still good, they're still good. It's but it takes judging it against like the fresh version versus the old version to really know if which one's the good one. True. I don't know. It's just a whole burst of flavors each time. And I, I feel this. like yeah, exactly. With this beer, I don't think it would have mattered if you had this six no, months ago. Not at all. I feel like you'd still just notice the cinnamon. Over the cinnamon, all the yeah, other flavors, power everything, and else. it's like, do you want that or not? And I think it's as far as strange brews go, it is very strange. <laughs> this fits the bill of a true strange brew, that is for sure. And I don't know if I would pour it out because I haven't. I've had it for a while. I've been, I mean, I've been waiting for the specific moment to pull it out, but still. I wouldn't. I still have like one or two left in there. Mm. I'd probably drink them. I mean, I don't think there's. I don't. I don't think they're bad. After you had a horchata, (laughs) yeah, then you can compare. But oh yeah, it is pretty good. I'll I'll keep keep one and I'll keep one until we can find a real horchata and decide if it's good or not. But I mean, I mean, it's as far as beer goes, this is not 
what no. I wouldn't pick this. I don't if I'm looking this. to drink a beer, <laughs> I'm I no, there's no way I'm drinking this, but just to like kind of give to people to see like here's what beer like a unique beer taste like yeah. you don't have to just drink IPAs or just drink weirder than this. So. You don't have to just drink like the Bud Light. There's other beers out there you might drink. I don't know. If you don't like this, and you can try strawberry shortcake. <laughs> right, I would I would drink this over the shortcake. Oh my gosh, yes. Even though In a heartbeat, I would drink several of these over that shortcake. I mean, it's just it. I don't know. I don't it's really know to how to. It's really di- yeah, it's difficult to place. <laughs> I'm trying to like pin it down, and I really can't. That's why each sip I'm taking, like, I don't know. It's making it more difficult. That I, it, that's the thing. Like, do I pour it out? No, I want to keep tasting it to find out. Like, what is it? What am I doing? In the next. Sip. Why do I live? What? What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> what is the purpose of this? What? What is the purpose of life? What the hell? This is a very deep beer. <laughs> it makes you question <laughs> our true your whole existence. existence. <laughs> am I like this beer? Do I? Do why I do I even record what I'm saying? Like. Do I, I don't know, know what's inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This beer really got to me. Or maybe it's the, the fact that I've had 11. <laughs> yeah, we've had quite a few. So <laughs> I think we need to wrap this up. So definitely going to keep these until we try real horchata. Yeah, I'll keep it around for a little bit longer. I don't know. It's or, it's it's definitely strange. It fits the bill. I'm glad that it's something different for once and not just like a typical absolutely. IPA. We will keep it as long as we can before Disney comes in and buys it. <laughs> Disney tells me I can't hold on to it anymore. <laughs> we now own the rights to this. All They'll right. tell me how to think. I think that'll wrap up this round of episodes. I don't know. Nobody listening knows what that means, but I do. Yep. <laughs> um, as far as the future. the future goes, we're still on hold until we can get together again to record more. Maybe some light episodes and whatnot coming up, filling yeah, up the space. I can't really but... promise any f- like full episodes, but I mean, at least Keith can tell us how to get a hold of our social media. That's true. I think I'll do that right now. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at DrinkInGeekOut. You can also check out our show notes and updates on DrinkInGeekOut.us. You can subscribe by clicking on the links on our website or by searching Drink in Geek Out on iTunes or Google Play Store. To suggest a beer for us to review, you can email us at drinkingeekout at gmail.com or tweet us using the hashtag drinkingeekout. And if you like the show, please rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Thanks for listening, and until next time, drink up and geek out. idiot proud member of the hopped up network